Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Game Bites Show podcast. Oh my gosh, guys, it's August. It's August the 1st. Uh, I was going to say something witty. There's there's nothing to say. I mean, it's August. It speaks for itself. It's super freaking hot. We're done with we're done with holidays for a while, I guess. I guess what's the next lab, Labor Day? Is that Labor Day? There's nothing in August. August is a boring month. There's it's just hot and miserable, and there's no holidays. I hereby declare this the Game Bite Show Day. Whatever day you're listening to this is Game Bites Show Day in your heart. Yep, every t- every week. You don't get it off work twice. Oh, sorry, twice a week. Well, you can if you want. It's one of those baloney holidays. Yep, uh, the banks take it off though. Yeah, they do. <laughs> F those guys. They take bank- Game Bites Show Day <laughs> like every year. And it's <laughs> yeah. like I try to go in and deposit my Game Bites Show check and I can't. Uh, but you know, it turns out that your bank balance is the same as it would be whether or not the bank was going to be in session. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, anyways, uh, by way of introduction, my name is Legrand. There's Jeremy. He's with us tonight. It is an all Utah boys Game Bite Show podcast. We should be doing this live and in person is what we should be doing. We should be doing that. Why didn't we think But we didn't that? know this was happening until we remembered that Dale couldn't make it. I feel so ill-prepared. <laughs> That's okay. It's Wednesday. It's the day that we just screw around and talk about games we've been playing. So it it is. doesn't really matter that much. That's a pretty fun day. Um, I missed last week, and I missed the last Sunday, and I missed... I guess that's all I missed. Well, you know, we missed you. So Did it was, you now? Yeah, it was mutual. Oh, that feels that, that feels great. I know you, I, I listened to the episode, and you guys talked about me. You asked me about Elder Scrolls Legends. We do. We do ask you. Uh, and we also uh, mentioned you by way of uh, the Extra Life, uh, you know, talking about... Uh, I mean, Jared and I, at least, anyway, we're talking about that on a recent yeah. show. It's time to start gearing up for that if you're ready. Again? Again, still and Those forever. guys have booths at every Comic-Con I go to. I know that Jared was talking about that. Yeah. Conventions and stuff. Yeah, 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 exactly. He's like the, the sexy secretary for the Texas chapter or whatever. Dallas chapter. Yeah. I remember. I listened to the show just I mean, today, actually. I sort of tuned out at that point, but no, no I'm just kidding. Jared does, Jared does some good work for those guys. I'm uh, glad that he's bringing people aboard, and, uh, you know, it's for a good cause, so... Yeah, what a guy. Everybody check out our team this year. It's probably going to be at something like extra-life.org slash show. <laughs> probably. We should uh, probably he, start putting a link for that in there. Somewhere. Yeah, just go search for it. I'm sure you'll find it. I'll, I'll make sure there's a link in the show notes. And join the team, I guess. Mm-hmm. Join us. Well, since it's a day, uh, Wednesday. Game Bite Show uh, Day. Yeah, since it's happy Game Bite Show Day, everybody, um, you know, celebrate with, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, some Cheetos and Mountain Dew. Pork rinds. Pork rinds, Pork the rinds. traditional. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's a traditional uh, Game Bite Show uh, snack of choice. Or, or, or yeah, yeah, it's also acceptable to get some of those. What are those hot Mexican uh, sticks that you that they have in those bags? They're like... Uh, Takis? Takis. Oh, God, I hate Takis. Dude, I eat Takis all the time. Oh, man, I hate those things. But they are the <laughs> they are the official uh, secondary snack of uh, Game Bite Show Day. And they are so delicious. Oh, so delicious. I Only can. the green bag, though. <laughs> I can't with those. Anyway, uh, so I've been playing some games. Uh, first, just to give you your Elder Scrolls Legends update. Ooh. I logged into that game every single day last month. I was going to ask if you got you. So so what, what amazing loot do they bestow upon you for, for such a dedication well you get a ton you get a ton of stuff so if you log in every day you end up with i don't know a few hundred gold which could buy you you know whatever you want i'm actually spending my gold on the uh the story campaigns like the single player stuff um because just like in hearthstone there's like single player content that you can play through to get uh 
uh, cards you can only get that way. They're part of that story or whatever. Um, so you get a whole bunch of gold. You get like random cards. You'll get card packs. You'll get uh, shards that you can use to craft cards that you want. And if you log in every single day of the month on the last day of the month, which was yesterday. Uh, Game Bites Show Eve. Yes, yes, yes. Game Bites Show Eve. You get um, you get a legendary card, and I got a legendary card, which happened to be a pretty good card. Um, it's the one that uh, that you summon a whole bunch of lethal dudes and put them in your deck. Ooh. I can't remember what it was called. I haven't used it yet because I just got it. Game Bites Show Eve Miracle. Yeah, it's pretty good. And then um, I also ranked to level rank 8 out of 12, so I don't know if that's very good. Uh, I guess it's not in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> eight no. out of 12. So that was my rank. Um, I didn't play much once I hit rank eight because uh, I was focusing more on that single player stuff, which so, I'll talk about in a second. So is that for like a season? Like every month you get yeah, to rank up to a Every month is a certain... season. Okay. All right. And if you rank up to at least rank nine or rank eight, then you get the uh, season, one of the season reward cards. And if, if, and if you rank to five, you get another season reward. And if you rank to rank one, you get a third of the season reward cards. And this month, um, I heard somewhere that they are working on um, the uh, new launch of the new UI for the game. So mm-hmm. they just kind of winged it and they gave everybody like a free legendary <laughs> uh, card. If you and, and if you hit rank one, you got three legendary cards. I hit rank eight, so I got one. Um, so I got another one of those and it was agil- an agility card. Um, it was a pretty good one too that I liked. I think I'll probably put in some of my decks, but, uh, yeah. And then now I'm playing the, uh, the brotherhood, uh, dark brotherhood. There's like a dark brotherhood storyline, uh, that I'm playing through. Oh, interesting. So that is, so is that, that like is a, a single player? That's like an intra expansion. Like they're doing updates or something that are. Yeah, so there's actually a lot of additional content um, past like the regular cards. So there's ac- they're actually on the third set of cards. So they had the core set, uh, they had the uh, Skyrim set, they had the Morrowind set, and then they also will release these story missions. Like it's like a it's like a whole storyline that takes you and you're off to find you know a thing and you're going to go kill some bad guys. And anyway, it just kind of puts you in this little storyline that you basically skip through. Um, and then you play these levels and the levels will have like a certain win condition or they'll have a certain special feature like the shadow lane is not the shadow lane, but it's a do something different lane. Um, hmm. So they'll do stuff like that or they'll give you like a, and you'll play against a, an opponent, an, an AI opponent that is uh, kind of has a deck that's kind of built for that, you know, for that special mechanic right. that level, which makes it kind of difficult because then you have to craft your own deck to kind of match or counter his deck. Um, so it's kind of fun. So I've been playing through that. So I, I haven't spent any money on those. Uh, I spent maybe $15 early on to get a whole bunch a bunch of packs through these little intro sets. But these uh, story campaigns, I've been just saving up my gold by doing the daily quests and by doing the uh, just logging in every day and getting that gold. And every time you win three, you win three times, you get like 25 gold. Uh, so I've been saving up my gold and just buying those story missions one at a time. So mm. there's three of them for the Dark Brotherhood, and then there's another one called Clockwork City, I believe, uh, that focuses on the dwarves or the Dweemer and like robots and stuff, uh, like you know Skyrim robots. <laughs> and, uh, and anyway, so I've been just spending like a thousand gold a time on those, and so I've gotten two of those so far. So I'm playing through the second Dark Brotherhood story. Hmm. Well, not bad. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. That game's, uh, that game's a lot of fun. I mean, I'm still consistently impressed by their generosity. It seems like they're very willing to give you good stuff for your continued participation, I guess. Right, and I think that's the goal, is they want you to continue to participate. So I log in every day, right? Because, yeah. Because I want that... 
I want to get that legendary card at the end. And if I log in a, a day, every day, it's going to make me, maybe I'll play a game or two. And then after that, uh, maybe I'll buy a card pack. I don't know. Um, so yeah, I, I think that that game is, um, the business model is, is, is pretty, pretty well done. It's also, I feel like, uh, the game has a little bit less random elements from Hearthstone. So Hearthstone had a lot of random, you know, things that would happen. And this game seems like it's uh, a little bit more on how well can you craft your deck? And then of course, how, how well can you play it yeah. um, against somebody else? So, uh, the game is really, it's really fun. It's a lot of, it's, it's a lot of good, a lot of good times uh, for me. Um, over the past month, uh, month and a half, I, I think I think I started playing. I downloaded it during E3 when I was at E3, so I've been playing it for about a month and a half, and I've logged in every day since. Hmm. So there you go. Well, I think that speaks for itself. Yeah, it's pretty good. The other game I've been playing, uh, I played a bunch of this. This is kind of just an update to this, uh, but I have continued to play Ease Seven or is it Eight? Ease whatever. It's like, uh, Ease Eight, Lacrimosa of Dana. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm still playing that, um, and I'm still in the mode. And I know I, I talked about this uh, last time I was on the show, but um, I ended up playing—I don't know—I I had like a four-hour, fl- three and a half-hour flight from Atlanta to Salt Lake, and I ended up playing um, until my switch battery was dead on that flight. So three hours, and then my switch battery was at like five percent. Right. Uh, I played the entire flight, and uh, I'm still in the mode where I'm saving. I'm looking for people and just kind of exploring the island. So I have yet to meet up with. Uh, Dana and find out what her lacrimosa is all about. Ah. Um, but I think that's going to be coming up here pretty soon because I think I'm kind of slowing down on the exploration. I've kind of I got to the other side of the island and like, oh, there's we're on the other side of the island, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, like I couldn't even tell. Like, no, but that that game is a uh, is a lot of fun. The combat's still really really good in that uh, game. I got a fourth party member, uh, so now you can only have three on your squad at a given time, ah. and then you get a and there's three different damage types. So there's like the uh, I think I talked about there's like an attacky tack, there's like a heavy dude, and there's like a pokey poke girl. And uh, the new guy I got is another pokey poke guy. Uh, well, if you run th- three different types of damage guys, then you get um, a higher chance to drop uh, rare items and rare materials. Um, and if you run two of the same type of damage, then you get an increase, I believe, to your damage. I think that's what I read. Hmm. Uh, anyway, so that game's that game is really cool. I, th- I would recommend. It. I'm gonna com- I'm gonna keep playing it. Um, it's really good on the Switch. It's really good portable. Um, and, uh, yeah, I the, the exploration's fun and the combat's fun and the story is non-existent, but that's okay because hopefully it's going to open up when I meet Dana. Okay, uh, so I can't wait for that. Nice. And finally, just, uh, I need to just mention, I got one of those those Dreamcade replays. Is that what they're called? Dreamcade Retro? Dreamcade oh, replay. yeah. Uh, so I actually kickstarted that, like, Oh, like a year ago or something. Like back when it back when it wasn't retro, it was it was modern at the time, and now it yeah, just, yeah. it's taken them so long. It's now retro. It's taken them so long to come out. Yep. So they were originally going to come out the end of last year uh, for Christmas time, and they finally came out and they shipped. Uh, and I got it. It cost me like a hundred bucks when I bought it. Um, it didn't come with any controllers. It's just like a, a little box. It's about the size of I don't know. It's small. It's like maybe six inches by six inches by two inches. Oh wow. Um. So it's really, really small. It's got a neat little uh, blue LED when you turn it on. But basically what it boils down to is it's th- this machine was kind of uh, – they played it up as this is the emulator box to end all emulator boxes. Uh-huh. Where we're going to create this thing. It's going to have all this pre-installed emulators, and you can just emulate all the things. Uh, so I got it, and I plugged it in, and it's basically a Windows 10 PC running on this little little processor, this little 
miniature machine. So you basically turn it on and you go through a Windows 10 setup, right? Like you would expect you're connected to the internet and you log into your Microsoft account if you want to and you do all this other stuff. So, so do you need like a Microsoft license? Do you need a... I mean, it comes with one. Yeah, it comes oh. with one. It's, it's, it's like buying a little. It's like buying a little uh, computer. Just like um, a little PC. All right. Yeah. So it's a little. It's a little Windows 10. So PC. so so they're they're at least going as far as getting you the license for the operating system, just nothing else. You're no, emulating. No, no, no. You're emulating everything else. And <laughs> no, all, all the software is all pre-installed to it. So it's their own, you know, juiced-up version of Windows 10 that comes preloaded with a whole bunch of software. You can choose a bunch of software at the beginning. But the cool part is, since it's a Windows 10 PC. Uh, I just plugged in my keyboard, I plugged in my mouse, and I plugged in my um, my Street Fighter 4 fight stick that I have. And played Elder Scrolls Legends. And it worked. <laughs> nice. Uh, I could play Elder Scrolls Legends on it. I could watch YouTube on it. I could watch Netflix. I could do anything on a PC, but play like actual PC games. But what you can do is emulate all the things. So yeah. it's got a bunch of... It's got this UI that it automatically boot, will boot into. So when you get into it, it gives you your Windows 10 login screen, and you log in, and then it boots you directly into this software. Uh, that you can get out of whenever you want and go back to the actual desktop. But the software uh, is basically your home for all emulators. Um, and it's basically got this... I, I don't know how legal this thing is, um, but you basically go to a browser and you can search for any game ever. Like, everything is on this thing. Huh. And you, it, it basically browses the internet and it finds like a, a MAME, like for example, for arcade games, it finds like a MAME zip file that contains the ROM that you want. And you say, so you search for like uh, Simpsons or Mortal Kombat 2 or Battletoads or whatever. Uh-huh. And then it pops up with a list of games and you can filter this by system. So it's got like Commodore 64, it's got Atari 7800, it's got Turbo Graphics, it's got Genesis, Nintendo, SNES, GameCube, PlayStation 1, it's got everything so so is it going to a particular website or i mean like could i browse whatever this is and do the same thing or uh i i don't know i i guess i'm assuming it is because once you browse for it it's like this own little ui that it has built in and you search for it so you type in a game you select which systems which which systems you want it to filter by so uh, when I was like searching for like a bunch of arcade games to download, I just toggled arcade so I wouldn't get like the Battletoads for Game Boy that I didn't want. Right. You know? So I search for Battletoads, I get the arcade version. You click a button on the, so it brings up a list of all the games with a little screenshot of it. Uh, it's got like different versions. So I have like the Japanese arcade version. It'll have all these different versions. Um, I don't know if you ever download like a MAME ROM list, but there's... Yeah, just tons of weird stuff. Tons yeah. of weird stuff. So they're all in there, right? And so then you just click on it and it comes up with like a little warning. It's like, hey... Uh, you certify that you actually own this game and there's a button that says yes. You click on the yes button and it takes you to Google where you download basically the ROM for this game and then it installs it into your thing and you go back and play it. And everything, like I, I downloaded, uh, and then you can stream the game. So if you don't want to download them, you can just stream them directly to the machine. So it basically loads it in the memory and then you play it. Yeah, that 100K ROM that you don't want to. Exactly. So like I was uh, just screwing around and I searched Castlevania and I was playing the the GBA, the Dawn of, not Dawn of Sorrow, Aria of Sorrow, Aria of Sorrow. the GBA game. And I was playing it with my uh, arcade sticks. I didn't have a controller plugged into it. Um, and you can set the the buttons for every game. So every game you can uh, go into a menu and you can define which the which buttons on your controller or your arcade stick do which thing. But yeah, I'm pretty impressed with this so far. It's a little slowish, but that's what you get from a really slow Windows PC, I guess. Yeah. Um, to kind of like move through the UI, but ultimately, 
it kind of gets what you want, which is to play every game ever. I I'm trying to figure out how it's different, though, from me just going to Google and typing in that same thing into, into Google. Like, does this, does this box take you directly to the dark web or I mean, what? It it's not. A, I think it's, it's using like the archive.org stuff that has all that stuff stored. Do you remember that? How yeah. You oh, yeah. And, like, play oh, yeah. All those? Yeah. Like I could go there right now on my web browser and do the yeah, exactly same thing. a lot of that. But what this thing has done for you, it's, it's a little little tiny box cost me a hundred bucks. It's got all those emulators preloaded and it's got this browser built in and I can just download and play hmm. whatever. So, so does the controller, I guess you said it doesn't come with a controller. So you can order one with a controller. I opted not to because it since it's a windows PC. I can plug in my Xbox 360 controller. Yeah. I can plug I could even plug in like a steam link controller. It would probably work. Oh yeah. Um, you could, you could probably connect in a PlayStation controller. Um, I had, I did plug in my Xbox one, wireless adapter and was using my xbox one controller wirelessly uh so yeah since it's a windows pc it'll use anything that works on windows i'm gonna use um, a ddr dance pad dude you could probably download ddr i bet you could have you ever seen well, what's the one that's the pc version of that where people have those like gigantic oh lists? Uh, beat beat mania beat mania now actually no beat mania i think is the official konami one there's one that's um step mania step mania yeah, I knew it was one. something mania. Yeah, I uh, I was always really because I like back at the time when I first saw Step Mania, I was really into DDR at the time. I used to play so much DDR, dude, and I I actually still wouldn't mind like getting a copy of Step Mania and just a ton of songs. Maybe that'll be my new specialty. I think we you know get what into that, that sounds that sounds like that would be okay. I, I could do that. You could do it with modern songs. Like there's there's probably some crusader out there who's still adapting and creating his own scripts, you know, his own uh, you, know, you know step patterns for for new songs that are coming out. Like if you want to sing Adele. You know, you want you want to sing. Uh, uh, I'm gonna search for it right now. Step. Yeah, Stepmania Adele. Oh my gosh. I'm sure, surely it's on there. It probably Katy Perry is. featuring Snoop Dogg, California Girls, Justin Bieber, Ludacris, Amazing. Rihanna, Rebecca Black, Friday. Amazing. <laughs> Black Eyed Peas, Bruno Mars. I'm, huh. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do like the uh, riff tracks equivalent. I'm gonna do Stepmania, but it's gonna be to movies instead of songs. I'm going to break into, I'm going to make a new genre. What do you think? Uh, that's not bad. I, I think that'll probably take off. You should probably do that. I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to start right yeah. now. You should do that just like all the other things you decided to do. Yeah, I, I will. I will. Uh, such as talking about the games that I've been playing. Uh, this, this week I have played a few games, uh, some old, some new. Uh, somehow I, uh, transitioned a free weekend of Final Fantasy 14 into a subscription for a month. Uh, oh man. Yeah. I've actually been playing with the community, played with Dale, uh, played with Aurora in the, in the, uh, discord and, uh, we've done it once and actually did, had a really fun time and then kind of never went back to it. So I hope we get to do that a little bit more before my month expires and I've just used up $12 and 99 a month? Uh, 12 $12.99. If you do a single character per server, you can do $15 a month and get multiple characters per server, but I, I don't know. People who do like three characters, I, I just, I don't know. I can't, I can't support that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm almost, I'm like at level 49 of 50 for the, for the vanilla Final what? Fantasy 14. You yeah. played that much? Yeah. I've like over the last five years, I've, I've participated in like every free weekend and every time it comes around, I'm like, I am going to do this as hard as I can. Um, but I and actually, do. I do. And I actually have started though, handing it off to my kids who have decided that they want to get into MMOs of all the things they could get into. Um, well, it's either Fortnite or MMOs. I don't know. Yeah, what you would rather uh, have. that's a hard, that's a hard choice. Um, but they enjoy it and it's fun. And I actually think Final Fantasy 14 is 
probably one of my favorite MMOs. Uh, and Dale Jones, who is a die-hard, like, serious, he's going to die with uh, Final Fantasy XI clutched in his cold, dead fingers, uh, has been playing Final Fantasy XIV. I'll be curious to see when he gets back on the show uh, how it holds up and how it compares. But he seems like he's really enjoying it. I've been showing him some of the, you know, the, the finer ins and outs of uh, things like guild heists, uh, guild hests, and leave meets, and, and those sorts of things, whatever those are. Um, and he seemed like he was having a good time. So I don't know. I have I might... the game installed on my computer. Uh, if you've ever had, so actually, ooh, it might be over, you know, it might, it might be right now, like through the end of this week, I think. If you've ever had a subscription to Final Fantasy XIV and have let it lapse, as soon as you log in, you get four free days just to putz around. Um, and it turns out oh. that it's actually pretty friendly to, I, I always sort of thought, they've been doing updates to it, believe it or not, for the last five years. And there's new stuff now that's going on. Cause I, I just. Well, when was the Realm Reborn? Uh, jeez, like 2006. Eight or nine or something. I mean, it seems like it's is that been, when it has, has it been that long? Yeah, it feels it's like it's been long. a long time. I mean, no, because it because remember when the PlayStation Four came out, it was it was on the PS3 this thing, and it was already a Realm Reborn on the PS3 at that time. It was a cross generational game. Uh, uh, 2013. 2013. That seems late. No, no, no. But wait, wait, wait. No, that was uh, Stormblood. Oh yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Which is like their second uh, expansion. Reborn. No, or 2013. It says right here. Mm. Well, Microsoft Windows, PlayStation 3, August 2013, PlayStation 4, uh, April 2014. Well, I mean, it felt like five years, so that seems, I guess, I guess. That, what did you say? I said, you said five, I said five years ago. I said I've been playing it for five years, which I guess that, that, that math checks out. You said that it came out in 2008. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like 2008, 2009 <laughs> is what I said, but I, but I felt when like the original game. When did the original years? game come out? The one that was like 2008, 2009, 2010, 2010 looks like. Uh, so anyway, if you've ever played it and have lapsed, you can just play for free right now. It's a free login campaign. They don't do it very often, but you can check it out. Uh, the cool thing about it, though, is that if you want to play with friends, all you have to do is change your class and it levels you back down. Like every class is sort of like a different character that you can play. So I've been leveling you can do up my that, archer. Like with one single character, right? Oh, so yeah, all the time. You, all you game. have to do is do the level one quest for whatever job or, or rather whatever class you want. And you can then immediately switch just by changing your equipment. It changes your whole character loadout. I have it installed on Steam right now. Try it. I mean, I think this is like the last day of, you know, I, I feel like the first few days of August is the end of this current login campaign. So if you're listening to this and uh, I try it out, if I'm late, I'm sorry, uh, but uh, you should have got I'm on. I'm hitting play before. right now while we talk. I, yeah. I, won't, I won't ignore you, but try Yeah, try it out. Try it play. out right now. I'll let you know. So there is that. Uh, second thing I've been playing is brand new to me, but has been around for a couple of years. No Man's Sky. Uh, I have jumped on board the No Man's Sky bandwagon. Uh, with the next update and so far it's pretty all right uh one thing that it includes is multiplayer which uh i've been getting into games after they they release their you know multiplayer and and multi-character expansions it happened with final fantasy 15 uh now in no man's sky they actually have a pretty seamless process for connecting to someone else's game uh and then it's more or less Everything that the single player game is, except you can do it with friends. Uh, you can build stuff together. You can harvest things. You can pursue your own quest lines, uh, travel, pal around the entire galaxy. Uh, it's super fun. And, and, you know, games that have a good sense of scale. I mean, going back to stuff like I think the first game that I really appreciated just specifically for its sense of scale was Warhawk, where you could be like a dude on foot. And then if you got into a tank or something, you know, it seemed like the world opened up a little bit. But then when you got in one of those jets, it was like, wow, the whole world laid itself out in front of you. And I feel that again with No Man's Sky. And 
you know, scanning something and just like, just like picking up and flying in a direction for five minutes and then landing down and there's still stuff going on there. I mean, it's still wilderness and whatever. It's still just the same resources that you saw in the other place, but you know, animals and artifacts and the place is peppered with little interesting points of, of note. Uh, you'll come across, uh, alien settlements and talk to them. They'll point you off to some new direction and, uh, you know, learn, learn a new language is so, you know, so you can talk to aliens and that sort of thing. Fly into outer space. There's spaceports going on and you can shoot down little convoys of things. I have not gotten yet to anything really, I've gotten to the point where I am now uh, encouraged to build my own base. I've just established my own personal stomping ground, which is basically a box with a door, uh, but it's my box with a door, damn it. And, uh, and it's on an alien world and I love it forever. You're um, building a house. So how, so what is the, uh, so I saw that there was like way better graphics or something. Is it that much better? Here's the beauty of it. I have no point of reference for that. I didn't play it. As far as oh. I'm concerned, No Man's Sky is the hottest new brand new launch game that just came out and it never has any. <laughs> I mean, it's new to me. So uh, I, I can tell you that. I mean, they've added a third person camera. Uh, it looks plenty fine. Uh, my computer does have a little bit of hitchy frame rate stuff. So I need to kind of mess with that a little bit. Um, but the tutorial thing where you start out crashed, I, and again, I, this could be totally new also, but they start you out, your ship is uh, kind of there smoking ruins and you have to go find stuff to combine to make the elements to fix your ship. And then once you have done a few of those, you know, and your scanner, you've got to, you know, rebuild your scanner that is on your personal inventory so that you can go out and find uh, a component that your ship needs. I mean, it really introduces you to the idea of, I mean, it's like Minecraft or anything else, right? There are recipes that you make out of the components that are raw in the world around you. You can then make things that are more complicated and then using those more complicated things you can fix or recharge or, uh, adva you know, advance yourself and your, your means um, to, to just get new and better stuff. And I do get a sense of the progression. I mean, things like advanced mining beams and you can go to a space station and they've got a whole list of new equipment that you can buy or trade or barter to, uh, you know, to, to, to get on. Um, and I don't know, it's just kind of cool that you can kind of go anywhere and do all kinds of stuff. I do not have the, uh, I do not feel the criticism of, you know, the planets are all samey. Uh, so far I've been to three or four different planets and although yes, the idea, I mean, in the same sense that anywhere you go in Minecraft, you're going to be, you know, chunking in, into blocks and, and digging down into stuff. Yeah, that's true here as well, but it's just kind of fun to, to go around and discover stuff. Um, I've seen some crazy aliens too. I think they've done a lot of work to expand the variety, um, to give you little story hooks. I mean, there's one that was kind of going around the internet and I experienced it where you, you know, you find these humming eggs and if you shoot one open or something, then this swarm of like ugly little guys comes at you and it's like something from aliens. Um, and so they, they've, they've added, uh, I get the sense that they've added a bunch of stuff from the launch two years ago. And, uh, so far, been so I, I tried to play this game, like, I don't know, maybe six months ago. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was playing on PS4. The part that really frustrated me was a, how slow my guy moved, how long it took to get from ship to whatever objective it wanted me to get to at that moment. Uh, and the other thing is like my life support stuff. Like I didn't, like I always had to like, I always felt like I was always having to recharge up my life support, which was a, just a big yeah, pain in the ass. Yeah, I can see that. I, I think it depends on the planet too. Cause I've been on planets where it's like, you know, solar flares are wearing down your shields. Okay. But it's, you know, it's not imminent. It'll give you a timer. It's like in 10 minutes, you know, you'll, you'll, 
need to do something with it. But I've also been on things where it's like plus five radiation exposure or something. So you've got three minutes to, right. to do something. Um, but, you know, they give you sufficient ways. How annoying to, is that? Is that kind of annoying? Uh, I didn't find it to be too much of a problem because the thing is, I was doing quests. And so when I can't when I got to a radiated hellhole planet, uh, I was just like, you know what? I don't like it here. Let me just do the quest and get off to another planet. And at any point, just fly away and, and go do something else and find something that's more interesting. Um, it never seems to lack for a new place to go. Again, I realize you are still just going to planets and harvesting rocks and, and plants and things. But um, I don't know. I think it's just one of those games. It's one of those survival type games. And I don't know that I will say I don't know that the hook of it, the best similar hook like that that I have ever played in possibly any game ever was Mount and Blade, where you're not harvesting resources, but just as a dude with a stick, you build your way up and, and aggregate followers and you suddenly have your own little band of guys and then you can build that into an army and then you equip them with better stuff to go fight better fights. Um, nothing has been as good as Mountain Blade. I don't feel like No Man's Sky really has quite that perfect, perfect loop, but I think it is a sufficient uh, and good looking and, you know, the concept of No Man's Sky is, is good enough overall uh, that I've, I mean, I've been enjoying it. It hasn't worn out on me. I know that Dale has said that after playing 50 hours or whatever, he wouldn't recommend it to people. And I would say to you, I don't think if, if it annoyed you or if something about it was not your cup of tea, you know, a year ago, I doubt that the next update is going to like totally turn your, turn your opinion around on it. Um, but as a first time player, um, and you know, getting it for half off now, I guess that's another, you know, benefit is it's on sales. Um, I have so far been enjoying it for the, you know, handful of hours that I've played it. Mm. So hopefully I'll get to do more of that. Have you tried the multiplayer stuff out? Yeah. Yeah. In fact, that's pretty much all I've done. So I played with Jared and I play, I mean, I just, you know, just meeting up with, uh, with, with friends and I have like not played it solo. It's been almost exclusively multiplayer and, uh, it's fun. You know, you can, you know, fend off, uh, you know, hordes of aliens or, or go, uh, like I say, do quests together. And it's just kind of cool that, you know, a game that you would say, hey, this really would be more fun with more people as advertised originally. Uh, it turns out that, hey, it's pretty fun with people and it pretty much is a direct one to one uh, you know, thing. Uh, the other thing, too, is that uh, it seems to have a pretty good system as far as here's my game save and I'm not corrupting it by going into someone else's. When I load up on my own, I'm going back to where I came from. So it seems like you're not really obligating yourself to anyone or, or anything by going into someone else's What about game. any upgrades you get or loot that you, you buy? You keep it. You carry it with you. So from what I understand, okay. all of your inventory stuff that you get. So it's like have a, have a good time palling around outer space with your buddies because you get to keep everything that you did. So hmm. pretty cool. Uh, and, uh, in general, I hope to be playing more of that and, uh, I probably will. Uh, the last game that I've been playing this past week is something that is uh, also pretty new to me. I've been playing Owlboy. Uh, Owlboy. Owlboy. Uh, this came out. Yeah. Well, the thing is, so I played it on switch first. I ended up with a free Redbox rental and, uh, they didn't have God of war. Cause I was checking. I actually had played God of war and didn't talk about it on the show. I was kind of hoping to get more, more space into it, but got a free one day rental and Owlboy was available on the switch. And I played through the first two or three hours on it and then had to take the game back. But it turns out that I've had it on PC for, you know, from some humble bundle. Uh, so I've been loading that up and I've been playing it on my Steam link on my TV with my Steam controller and pretending that it's a console game uh, because it is pretty great. Uh, Owlboy is a 2D... Um, 
I guess, platforming adventure sort of game that also is kind of a twin stick shooter a little bit. Uh, you play as Otis who is the titular owl boy, and he is sort of a cute, pathetic little guy who is, he's an owl, so that is apparently a race of, kind of a human mixed race of, of winged people who are the guardians of, uh, you know, the, the land. Uh, I'm trying to think of what the name of the place is. It's like Lenia or, or something like that. And it's only him and his mentor now, and he's a disappointment to his mentor. Uh, he doesn't fly very well. He's bad at his studies. And he just gets constantly berated by his teacher. And uh, you sort of get the sense from him also that the other people in his little village don't really care for him either. Uh, he's He's got nervous little animations and he's kind of like sad looking. Um, but he, of course, is going to rise as the hero of the land because the land is beset by sky pirates. And uh, he... Oh and, my gosh. Yeah, I know. You hate those guys. Uh, they just come and... They're always like... I don't know. Ruining it, ruining everything. Pirating stuff. What is up with that? I mean, you'd think they've got one of those, uh, you know, emulator boxes that has a Stream Windows 10 K license. Replays. Yeah, I know. What's up with that? Stealing stuff. Ah, so um, Owlboy uh, starts out as uh, you you patrol and do your owl duties, uh, but the other owls of the you know the other students kind of make fun of you, and it's sad. But you have your good friend Getty, who has a gun, uh, and so of course you take him with you on your on your adventure as. Uh, you know, the, the mystery of, of what is going on, why the pirates are invading uh, happens. And uh, so Owlboy has basically free flight all the time. Uh, so you remember when you're playing NES games and you're like, oh man, I wish I could just fly. Well, Owlboy can fly all the time, anytime, and he can pick things up, including his friends. And then he becomes kind of a two-man... Um, what was that movie where the two kids, like one kid would sit on the other kid's shoulders and they would become this new strong guy? Like, none of, oh, is that a thing? That yeah, sounds pretty good. Yeah, it was like it was like a movie from the night. I can't remember what it was. They they became some imaginary creature together. But that's, is it like on Simpsons arcade game when you both like would push both buttons together at the same time and, and turn into like forces? a power move? Yeah. Yeah, I was playing uh, Simpsons on the arcade. That's really pretty, pretty good. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it, it actually is at that point. So so the only thing that Otis can do is fly and he can do a, a roll move and then he can do a spin attack that kind of is a concussive attack that confuses guys. All of the attack powers and all of the cool things that you do as in kind of a, an Egovania-esque way comes from the people that he carries with him as you fly. So you start out with your friend Getty, who's got a gun, and you can shoot things with him, and it becomes like a, a full, you know, uh, 360 degree, you can just shoot whatever, independent of your flight movement. You have to carry him around with you wherever you go? You, you do, yeah, and so you have to, if you're going to interact with something else in the world, you have to drop him or eventually you get like this teleportation thing where you don't have to babysit him so much. But uh, but yeah, you actually kind of put him down on switches to open doors. Uh, you may, uh, you know, throw him and actually he, he kind of, I think, can be a weapon. Uh, but you also need to pick up other things and carry them around. Or uh, Owlboy can, uh, you know, pull up uh, vegetables and stuff and at any point just like consume like little foods or fruits that you find around and it kind of keeps his his health up. Um, and then you meet other characters who can do different things. So Getty is your, your sort of first range character, but then you, uh, you know, I guess without spoiling too much, you find other characters who, who may be friends or who may be enemies, who maybe change their stripes a little bit. And they have different abilities, like the ability to, uh, burn down plants, uh, that were blocking your way beforehand. And so eventually you come across areas that were closed off and, 
they are now open and that's how you, you sort of progress in the game. Uh, there's a pretty charming little story about the, you know, the denizens of the realm uh, kind of figuring out why the pirates are there and, uh, you know, Otis and his friends have to go to these different owl temples. It's, you know, I mean, honestly, it's not like stellar as far as, as games go, but the look of it, so the, the look is um, sort of pixel art plus um, Otis is very uh, cutely detailed. You can tell when he's nervous about something or sad or, um, you know, all the, all the characters in his village are, are kind of cool as well. Uh, Otis has these great like pork chop sideburns that he's got. I'm, I'm not really sure why. Um, and he's got this, this owl cloak, you know, the, the flying animations are kind of, kind of fun. Um, and uh, the sound, the music is actually a combination of sort of chiptune and orchestral. It's like a really kind of neat mix. Sometimes there's uh, a really swelling musical score and sometimes it's like cool chips and uh, it, it is kind of uh, unique huh. in that sense. Um, and uh, I don't know, there's there's like boss battles in the different areas that you go, uh, kind of kind of mid-boss sorts of, of situations. And then of course there, there may be uh, giant characters, like sometimes there are little chase sequences where you have to rapidly switch back and forth between characters, which you can do with the left and right bumper to, to get through uh, little uh, chase sections or little escape sections. And um, th there's coins everywhere. There's a whole, uh, uh, there's a, there's an economy system, but it's not like you buy things. It's just, you collect them like collectibles and the, the one coin shop person, the shopkeeper who, who keeps these little penguin gremlins and she, I don't know, they, they sort of imply that she abuses them or something, but, uh, she basically just says, you know, when you find 300 coins, I'll give you this. When you find 500 coins, I'll give you the next thing. When you, you know, it's kind of one of those. So as you go through the world, you sort of want to uncover where those coins might be hiding because you don't necessarily spend them. You just sort of accrue them until you get to the, to the next thing. Um, and, and in general, the levels don't keep you going too long before you unlock something new or, or get somewhere, you know, cool and, and, uh, novel. And so they, they really kind of keep you moving along in that sense. Uh, very well paced. Uh, the, the writing is decent. The scenario is kind of fun and it's a pleasure to look at, a pleasure to listen to. And, uh, this is one that I, I really would like. Um, I, I understand that it's, uh, maybe about a 10 hour game, something like that. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to try and make my way through this and, um, uh, you know, I, I, I look forward to it. Uh, it has day night cycles that are sort of dreamlike, you know, you see the stars come out and they have little campfire episodes where you can talk to your, your buddies. Um, Otis himself is a mute, so he doesn't really have any dialogue of his own, uh, which is one of the reasons why people make fun of him. Uh, but, uh, all of the dialogue is sort of done as if the people are, you know, like your friends are, are, you know, there for you, uh, when you need them. And, uh, it's just, you know, just very, very well conceived. Uh, little game. So uh, I've been playing that on PC, but it is also on, I think, everything. Basically, it's on PlayStation 4. It's on uh, uh, Switch, obviously, like I said before. And uh, it's just it's just a clever little game. And, uh, you know, if, if you have an opportunity to check that out, I strongly recommend that you do so. Just like I recommend that you check out our very next podcast. This is the end of uh, Game Bite Show Day 2018, August 1st. We appreciate you joining us for the festivities. We will be back for the Feast of St. Game Bites uh, at the top of the week where we will talk to you. <laughs> we'll talk to you about the uh, news of the week in games, uh. new releases, and a special topic of discussion as tradition uh, calls for. 
Uh, as you know, we also have a twitch.tv stream. We talked a little bit earlier about Extra Life, and Jared is definitely ramping up for that. Uh, you can find him over at twitch.tv slash Show. We just wrapped up the fourth and uh, currently final episode of Kentucky Route Zero. There's supposed to be an episode five that I think was supposed to come out uh, early summer of 2018. I don't know where it is right now, but we'll have to, we'll have to come back to that. Uh, in the meantime, Jared is preparing for our next August Game Club. That's right. Uh, we've actually decided. Oh, no. Yes, that's right. We are going to be doing another group game session for the month of August, and we decided to do something a little bit different. We're going to be playing Kerbal Space Program, and we've actually oh. instituted the Game Bites Space Program, and we're going to be doing it in like week one. We're going to have a goal all together, and the fun part of it is you're going to keep track of your failures. So whenever something explodes, take a screenshot, take a you know make a make a little GIF of it, something like that. Share that. In in the Discord, and uh, we will all fail and learn to fail together in the pursuit of science. Uh, so check out the link to our Discord server at the uh, bottom of the show notes here. We certainly welcome you to join us for Kerbal. Uh, I think it'll be a lot of fun. And Jared already did stream. If you're not sure how Kerbal Space Program works, uh, Jared did stream uh, kind of an off-schedule uh, tutorial, I guess, about how to build stuff and how to science things. Uh, so uh, we posted that in the uh, Kerbal Space Program channel. So check that out, and uh, like I said, come discover it along with the rest of us, and uh, have a great time. Uh, you can also find us on social media if you have anything you want to say to us about the games that we've been playing, share what you've been playing, or tell us how excited you are for our August Game Club. You can find us collectively at Game Bite Show on Twitter. You can also reach out to us individually. I am at Jeremy underscore Lamont. You can find me at Legrand. You can also find our two absent co-hosts. We mentioned uh, Jared is at R-E-D underscore I. And of course, we have a Dale Jones, uh, who will tell us all about his Final Fantasy XIV experiences. He is at Count Elmdor. Uh, I mentioned twitch.tv slash Show. Check out youtube.com slash Show or check out gamebyteshow.com where you can see our back catalog of podcasts and uh, link to those Discord uh, channels, as I mentioned. And uh, you can also find our subscription links there. So subscribe yourself if you're somehow listening to this without subscribing. Uh, send your friends, recommend it. Uh, to everybody that you know. Uh, that is what is uh, traditionally done on Game Bite Show Day, so uh, definitely share us around. And uh, folks, we'll be back in just a few days with that next podcast that I was just talking about. Until then, this has been your show. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you next time. See ya. Woohoo! Owlboy! It's me! Owlboy! Woo! Actually, the character's mute. I don't know. He wouldn't say that anyway, so... He might. Ooh. Ooh. It's me.